Hey. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast, I Totally Relate. I'm Rissy. And I'm Shelves. And we hope you guys can totally relate. Okay, don't, hear it. don't judge me. Close your eyes. Look out the window. <laughs> don't look at me. <laughs> Welcome back to I Totally Relate. Thanks for joining us, you guys. Um, today we are continuing our series in community, and we get the pleasure of sitting down with some of the most influential women in my life to date. One of our guests you've already met and fell in love with. Say hi, Taylor. Hello. And we are introducing, drumroll please, the one and lovely, Heather. Say hi, Heather. Hello. <laughs> Yay. Yay. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so where to begin? Taylor and I have known each other since high school, but it wasn't really until after you graduated that we really started a friendship, yeah. maybe? Mm-hmm. Fast forward, we're in our early 20s. You're working at Happy Sumo. And you say to me, hey, come and apply for this open serving position. Mm -hmm. So I do. I get the job. And this is where Heather enters into the story. So the three of us were servers at Happy Sumo. And I don't know. That kind of like birthed the beginning of our friendship. We found so much time spending together. Right? Inseparable. Yeah. Yeah. Working and not working. Yeah, like we would work, all of our shifts were together, and then we would have planned days off where we would hang out. (laughs) And like, I feel like you two had a friendship together on your own prior to me coming. I feel like we kind of all have had like our own individual friendships, Friendships, but like forming this like group together. Trifecta. Yes, exactly. And like Sumo cultivated a lot of friendships for us that I'm still in contact with a lot of people today. Same. Some of my longest friendships. Yeah. For sure. I agree. Yeah. Why? Why? I don't... That's so hard to pinpoint. I I feel like we were all going through different things in our lives. Some milestones, I guess you could say. And... Yeah. Well, let me tell you why. You have to kind of understand the server world. Okay? So naturally like it's a fast-paced thing okay <clears throat> you get you get on shift and um you're reliant on customers coming in and out and you all get seated at different times so like there's kind of this dramatic scene that's always set up when you work you're like oh my gosh okay so I went on a date last night but hold on I have to go check on table two. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay so you're constantly and you're like oh my gosh And then we did this. But hold on, I have to go fill up these waters. I think serving can be high stress. And I think that's kind of like how we coped with it. Mm Because, you know, you're, yeah, you're dealing with a lot of people at a fast pace. Yeah, like hungry people. Sometimes sushi is taking an hour. (laughs) And like the only thing you can do to get through a shift is like, laugh and hang out with your friends and you're closing and you're you're all there at midnight together you're tired (laughs) you know you're hungry like it's just yeah here's also something i think about why is so to be a server generally you have to be 21 because you're serving alcohol unless uh you're serving at like denny's maybe does denny's (laughs) serve alcohol Um, and so you have this group of people who are out of their teens and I think that's a really pivotal point in people's lives. And yeah. so it's like, we're all just kind of starting to figure out who we are. I mean, there's a range. Not everyone's 21, but it's like 21 through whatever in adulthood. And For the record, I was over 30. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're all in this stage of life where we're like really starting to come into who we are. And that's kind of why I think that happened. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, I spent my whole high school with people my age, right? But we're not really sure who we are yet. And so I think at that age... You're really starting to figure it out. Then you're spending hours and hours and hours with these people that you're working with. And like Shelby said, there's a lot of vulnerability. And so I kind of think that that's why like our friendship, we have a lot of friendships from Sumo or Mm -hmm. from that stage. It's just like we're all kind of figuring out who we were at the same time and we were willing to be open about it. And yeah. When I came on to Sumo, I was kind of exhausted from like keeping up all of these roles. And I feel like in a way... Taylor was maybe going through that same point in your life too like I think that you were working on I don't know settling into who you are 
And then Sumo, we had the pleasure with working with Heather, and Heather at this point in her life. I think she'd already done that. I yeah. think she'd already yeah. done yeah. that. I was, I was, I was done she with was the like, bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. she was who she was showing up like, as oh, she was. She was just who she was. Mm-hmm. And I was like, she's badass. And like for me, um, Heather is my first friend who did that. Like where it was like, um, and I'll let her get into a little bit more of her own story. But here was this woman who is extremely beautiful inside and out and she's showing up authentically and she's being real about the stuff that she's gone through but yet she had a really optimistic point of view and she's really good at holding space for people and so I think that Heather was a like was maybe like my first person who gave me permission of like you can be you like you can have a story you don't have to I didn't have to show up perfectly for Heather and neither with Taylor. And so I think the three of us, I mean, our good looks and quick wit really bonded together. <laughs> you guys are so really hot. Oh my gosh. Chills. If I saw you walking down the street, I'd be like, oh my I gosh. just remember all of like, that's what I still had Snapchat. <laughs> And all of my Snapchats with Taylor and Shelby. I'm so glad that Snapchat is like only for how long? Just a quick second. second. (laughs) Just a quick 10 seconds. Okay. Oh, goodness. One thing that I know about you growing up in Provo, especially, there is a unspoken feeling and vibe of like showing up perfectly or, Mm -hmm. or. Or you need to fit in. And not fitting in is, ooh, it's harsh in Provo especially. Mm -hmm. And so I just what I know from you, I'm like, oh, I bet if you're showing up, like, super authentic. In Provo. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, I bet that was, like, legendary. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I I think at that point, I didn't have a choice. I didn't have Mm -hmm. a choice to not be vulnerable and to not be myself. Because it didn't work for me in my 20s to fight against it. So by the time I was in Utah County and I met these super rad girls, you know, I didn't have I didn't have the space to to be anything but myself. And, you know, I was a little bit older and I would see younger girls struggling with those things. And I just wanted to shake them. Yeah. And drag them by their hair and be like, "You are good. You yeah. are you are perfect as you are, and none of this shit matters." Yeah, yeah. Ooh, yeah. I got chills. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you are doing the thing that like we hope to do, right? Mm-hmm. Like, but we're trying. Or, yeah, yeah. 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 game changing. Yeah, yeah, Heather's like the epitome of that. Yeah, oh. like I remember yeah. having too a... much credit. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, well, no. that's just how it was for me and you. At least I think. Oh, totally. Like, I remember having a conversation with Heather. I mean, I was lost is maybe like a good way to just describe where my mental state was and I remember kind of defending myself in some way like I'm not this terrible friend I'm not I'm not as bad as as this or like I'm not terrible to look at and I remember like looking at Heather and she was like yeah I agree with all of that and it was like oh you do you think that I'm a good person who has value or you know and like she always held space and validated what I needed validated, but gave me permission of like, that's just weighing you down. Like that's just extra weight that you don't need. You know, when someone is being themselves, uh, they, what's that word? Like it's influence, inspired. Yeah, like, well, it just like starts that chain reaction within yourself where mm-hmm. it's like, if you can show up and be yourself and you grew up in this community that I also grew up in and you don't fit in, but I think that you're amazing. And I I don't know, just like it starts to give you permission to say, oh, I can show this part of myself. Oh, I don't have to hide this part of myself. Like, oh, it's okay to um, have a story and want a different outcome. Like, and that's okay. Like you don't have to, um, I guess be a ball and chain to your past. Like you can actually let the past be in the past. And I'm not sure I'd really been given permission to do that. It was almost like you kind of got labeled at a young age and that was, that was the badge that you wore. Yeah. And Heather was like, I don't care. Like I have all these badges that people have given me and I didn't see her in that part of her life. You know, it's like I came in and you were an extremely stable, secure 
woman, like I didn't see you in your young 20s. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I feel like that just like gave me permission to start my own work. I'm not sure I would have done that without that example. Can you talk about me like that? Mm. Just kidding. Um, so, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. I, okay, two, I, totally I want to say two things. One, when when somebody shows up as themselves, like that really like shakes the foundation. It's like rebellious. Yeah. yeah. And and we we recognize that. Like you know you know when you're in a group and you're like, oh okay, like I better I better yeah. fit in here. Like you know you know when there's judgment. You know when there's like a certain level or standard. And so, the opposite is true. When you are accepted or there's non judgment. You feel that mm-hmm. feel, and also, <laughs> do you guys do you want to give a little bit of context around like why why in your thirties you're super badass in yourself? No, I, I mean I, it de- depends on <laughs> how far depends you depends on who's go. asking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, who's listening to this? <laughs> no, I I um I had a pretty rough, I would say upbringing. I love my family. But I, I would say it wasn't the most stable. Um, I had a very abusive brother. You know, my father was, he was a World War II veteran. And he had a lot of PTSD. So that's, those were sort of my male figures in my life. And that carried throughout my 20s. And um, Meaning like the guys who you associated yeah, with? Yeah. So I ended up in a lot of toxic relationships where, you know, I wasn't good enough. And, and in actuality, like looking back now, I realized it was their insecurities, not mine. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so I, I ended up in treatment in Utah County for a prescription pill problem. And I stayed there. I, I moved to Provo. I wanted something different for my life. And I didn't know what that was, but I knew I was capable of so much more. I, I think that's why Happy Sumo was so pivotal for me because I needed I needed women in my life mm. and I needed strong women. And I could be strong, but I I also wasn't perfect. You know, I was also I had to be around people that I could be vulnerable with. And if I can be vulnerable with you, you can be vulnerable with me. And it's just a chain reaction. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. And that's all it was. And I would actually say that is how I first connected with Heather was her vulnerability about being in treatment and kind of just where she was at in her life. And she had boundaries for herself that Mm -hmm. she was withholding. And so when she like opened up to me about that, I remember being like feeling first of all, oh, I can be real because yeah. she was just real with me. Mm-hmm. I think we were like opening one morning or something. <laughs> and she's just like, oh, yeah. Just a casual. I just, like, I just got out of re- or treatment. And it's like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> like, I didn't know her very well, but I remember being like, wow, she's like unashamed of her mm. past and her journey that she's currently on. And so then I, I was going through my own struggles. I mean, from my first episode that I was on here, like, um, like my own struggles with my body and eating and having gone to treatment myself. I don't think I'd gone to treatment yet. Maybe not. Either way. No, you had. I think you had. Okay, I I remember that. Yeah, yeah, I felt way more comfortable. Yeah, so Mm -hmm. her talking about her treatment experience, I was like, oh, we can bond over this. Mm -hmm. Like, because I don't really know anyone that knows what that's like to like kind of put your life on pause and be like at the will of all these people telling you what to do. So anyway, that was like my first memory of Heather was her just like being super candid and like not embarrassed and like about her experience and I was like amazed by that yeah <laughs> it's like wait yeah why well, I shouldn't be ashamed of like my my past or where I'm at mm-hmm. and here she is she's you know I know I hate talking about looks but she's like gorgeous and like you just think oh she just has this perfect easy life and then you hear about it and you're like oh man like but yet she's still this amazing person. Anyway, so yeah, that was my first memory of Heather was like her, her being herself and just being like, yep, this is me. And like I said, the other thing was her boundaries. I was very impressed with that where it was like, oh yeah, because I'm where I'm at right now, like this is a no-go, this is a no-go and just like stuck to it. And I just saw her for years, like do the work that she needed to do to get 
to a better place. And that inspired me in my own journey. Mm-hmm. So something that I feel like happens a lot is people get attached to labels. I'm a survivor mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. whatever that label might be. And I don't know if you've read that book where it's like they're puppets and you get gold stars. Oh, yeah. It's but like there was that. like a person who <clears throat> like she was like hers teaching, didn't stick. Hers yeah, didn't her stick. Didn't stick. You know what I'm talking about? I forget yeah. that book. You, yeah, you do. It's it's you like are special. Child. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's such Pinchello. a lovely book. It is yeah. very lovely. Yeah. Um, okay. But Heather was that character in my story where there was no labels sticking to her. And you first meet her and you kind of give her this label of someone who has it all. Like, like, what do you have to yeah. to complain about? Ooh, like the something? girl you want to hate. Absolutely. Heather mm-hmm. is totally the girl that you want to hate. And it, well, just in that sense of like, she's pretty, yeah. she's witty, she's right. competition, right? Like, God, right, right, I would right. not want anyone to choose between me and her because I lose. <laughs> I lose every time. Right. Hey. <laughs> you don't talk like that but I love myself now but like back yeah. like before doing the work right, and, right, and right. self love that's like, how you feel yeah yes absolutely and the thing that so that I valued from Heather is that she didn't give herself these labels she didn't like attach herself to the specific meaning and have that be her driving force but also you couldn't give her a label. Like, nothing was stickable in that sense. And I feel like that just, like, opens up where you're like, oh, I don't have to attach shame and label this for myself. I, I guess you have to remember, when when I lived in Utah County, and I was so fortunate to meet the women that I met, I was starting from ground zero. Right. Mm-hmm. I had no room to... Like I said, I I had no room to deal with the bullshit. This is me, and I'm starting a new life, and I deserve it. Yeah. And I'm gonna work for it. And whoever gets in my way, see ya. You gotta go. Yeah. Yeah. And and luckily, I was, I mean, seriously, like just some great women who I could confide in and who I could walk with and be myself with. And yeah, I mean, you guys talk about that I was inspiring, you were just as inspiring. Like Taylor, Taylor was so amazing. Like Taylor is you know, amazing. You know, yeah. Talking about like her struggles and, you know, and, and I think a lot of like all three of us come from, you know, difficult backgrounds. Mm-hmm. I, I think that does have an effect on you as, as women. And, mm-hmm. you know, the more that we support each other and combine our forces, the more we can do and the yeah. more that the happier we become yeah and and that's just something i had to learn over time and like i said i was a little bit older than them it's really cool what women can do for each other right yeah i'm just kind of like blown away a little bit by that yeah the power of honesty and truth and like that connection like yeah sounds like it's pretty life-changing well and i I wish i wish that we were taught these things at a younger age yeah you know and like you said like a lot of times we see women as competition yeah mm-hmm. but once you get past that it's like what can I learn from you yeah mm-hmm. like what can we achieve together yes and and that made all the difference for me you know like mm-hmm. with with my mental health and and who I wanted to aspire to be mm-hmm. and we kind of discussed it a little bit but in the book the women that run with wolves so you're reading it well, Shelby has my copy, so Sorry. No, you, I'm not. You started it? I started it, and, then I, and stole I, it I love her. it. It's okay. so great. And, yeah. and Shelby and I are reading it. Have you heard of this book, or have you read it? The I Women haven't. Who Run With Wolves? I like the we'll title. We'll give it to her next. Oh, man. I'll, it's I'll tell so you right now. Good. It's a good it's title. Good. She would like it. <laughs> so it's this lady who takes all these old, old, like, folk tell stories mm-hmm. that like I've never heard before like the girl with the red shoes Myths or like and, yeah. yeah yeah like like a fairy tale like one of the stories yeah. that's in it is the ugly duckling yeah um and then she breaks them down and they're all like uh the a female other than the ugly duckling I think that one was like typically a male but like most of them like the main character is a female and she breaks it down and she tells you this is what this means in the story this is what this means in the story and a lot of what she talks about is the importance of uh, self-acceptance, and also community, which was a lot of where some of these thoughts and questions came from. 
she says in her book, it is deadly to be without a confidant, without a guide, without even a tiny cheering section. And so you guys have kind of described that, but like how, how did that, have you seen that in your own life? Like, have you been without a cheering section and then all of a sudden having, having one, like what difference did that play? How has that impacted you? I mean, I can't emphasize enough how important community is and and how important the people that you surround yourself with are. You know, like I said, in my 20s, I surrounded myself with people that tore me down. Mm -hmm. They took pieces of me, you know, and I changed that. I changed that pattern. And because of that, I'm happy and I'm fulfilled. And I love my life and I love myself and I love my friends. Right. And, you know, I just... I I just can't express like how important that is. Yeah, I I would agree with that. I'm like trying to think deeply about this because I think there have been times where I have been without that. Mm -hmm. And I would even say like, as I'm sitting here thinking like all of our lives, us three right now are very different than they were when we first met. Mm -hmm. We're all married oh we're all married yeah <laughs> and I will say like my life like getting married is so great but it also makes it hard sometimes mm-hmm. to stay connected with people yeah that's something I've struggled with and I can even tell you like like we we haven't hung out as a group as often as we used to at all yeah mm-hmm. and even just being here I'm like oh I need more of this <laughs> like you can just feel it right yeah and I'm even looking back right now like oh I'm not doing a very good job right now and like having community you know you think you have your partner and it's like you want like at first it's like oh they're my everything and they are but I'm like realizing that like I need more than that it fills your soul it does like I am I'm just realizing this conversation like oh I need to do a better job at making sure that these connections and like these community circles that I feel empowered in Mm -hmm. are important and I, it's hard yeah. yeah and I like I said I can feel it right now that I'm like oh this is like giving me energy and absolutely being here so yeah. I also think it's okay to be I have to be gentle with myself and knowing that they ebb and flow yeah. like I think we've mm. talked about this of like there's seasons yeah. to friendships and I think if you don't learn that and you're also not okay with that it can be really hard as friendships shift yes but if you're okay with them shifting, they can survive. Mm-hmm. And because mm-hmm. I mean, even Shelby and I, like maybe like two years ago, like we were like not really talking. <laughs> Remember that? I'm not you saying. You remind me of this. I'm sometimes, just saying, like and... there was a time where like we did. <laughs> I'm not gonna like I'm not just I'm not gonna get Throw me under the right bus. I'm not gonna carry this. <laughs> but like there was a time where like. Like, I thought, oh, this friendship is fizzling. And mm-hmm. mm. and it might have been going through a winter. And mm. I think me knowing that that was a thing and, like, maybe this is just a season, it allowed mm. me to give me grace, her grace. And, mm-hmm. like, yeah. now I actually feel like it, we've come back into that. And anyway, so I'm just saying that, like, I think these communities ebb and flow. Yeah. and But the ones that are important, like this one, I think you have to identify that and then cultivate it yeah give it water and sun well so there's something that I kind of want to touch on that I think is important so Taylor and I have known each other I mean we went to high school together so we maybe didn't interact at that time no you actually said I hated you in high school sorry Shelby always like she's like oh in high school I did not like you so I think it's funny that we're like really close okay so okay I'm gonna put this to rest is because Taylor and I went to high school with each other Taylor is a girl that you want to hate when you're younger and you're insecure and you have all of these things. So, mm-hmm. and when I was in high school, I was just extremely insecure. And so uh, there were aspects of Taylor that I think that I envied. But the thing with Taylor and I is we weren't friends, but we had a lot of overarching friends. Mm-hmm. So I had a friend all that was your friend friends with her, are friends. Mm-hmm. but like she and I don't connect. Um, and I think that intimidated me yeah. in a lot of ways. And so it was easier to just hate on her than it was I to, like... I think that's easy to do with women in general. Like, yeah, absolutely. But, but, yes. it, but looking back, it's right. like you were just as... Ins- you know, you were dealing totally. with your own battle. Right. Yeah. It's like... Yeah. Right. And so the thing is, is something that I think that Taylor and I both share, and correct me if I'm wrong, is 
we have cultivated friendships with people outside of our uh, economy class. Mm-hmm. Like there was something class. about yeah. Taylor and I that we didn't realize that we had things in common that some of our friends that we shared just couldn't connect to. So Taylor was an incredible cheerleader uh, throughout her high school career. And, and college. She's a collegiate cheerleader. And she's a collegiate cheerleader. Get she's a girl. Yeah, cool. she's insane. I was going to throw no that deal. in, but thank you. <laughs> but with that being said, I had had some drama on my dance team, and I had quit the dance team, and I just needed some sort of team thing to do, and I got convinced to try out for cheer. This is Taylor's year where she's graduated from college, or from high school, but she comes coaching. on as yeah. the coach mm, for okay. our high school. So Taylor was my cheer was coach. coach my senior year of high oh. school. Young Shelby's pissed. Mm-hmm. I can't get rid of this girl. Like I've got this, <laughs> I've got this crush on this, like, um, you know, this typical, like, whatever you think this like high school vision is. And this is Taylor's boyfriend. So it's like she stole my crush. You know, like, which is, thank which you is, for admitting it. Okay, which is not true. It's not true at all. But so I'm like pissed. I'm like, this girl won't freaking leave, you know? She just won't quit. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, but what happened is you're really inclined to authenticity. And so through uh, this dynamic of this team of my of my cheer, my cheer squad, Taylor showed up vulnerably. There was a few times where she and I would hang out afterwards and then one hour turns to two hours, turns to three hours. And that was kind of the start of where it was like, oh, and she'd share some things with me. And this is, I think, where the moment where I felt safe in my relationship with Taylor is Taylor shared some really intimate details about her life. This is nothing's off bounds. Yeah. But but this like aspect isn't new to me. I've had a lot of people share some intimate things about themselves. Um, I think. I can just be easy to talk to in that in that sense, but Taylor started asking me questions about me. She started mm-hmm. analyzing some of my thought processes, or like asking me, like, why do I think that about myself? I haven't really had friends who wanted to dive in deeper into mm-hmm. who I was, and so Taylor asking and caring about what I was going through cultivated something between the two of us where we kind of trauma bonded in a way. There have been some times where we've been like pretty, I don't want to say volatile, but like we've had some times where we've exchanged maybe trauma encounters. Like Taylor's seen me kind of lose my shit. Um, In fact, I think Heather has been a part of this. we've all seen. Um, (laughs) But like... But the thing with Taylor is she wants to talk about it just as much as I do. So Mm. she was like, hey, I want to, like, take accountability for the things that I did. Or I want to, like, analyze how you said this part. And, like, so Taylor and I have kind of been the blind leading the blind. And then you fast forward us into Happy Sumo. We both have, like, these desires of wanting to better ourselves. And here's freaking Heather, someone who's done the work. And she's... I mean, she's a step above us, and she's extending a hand down, and she's saying. And I never viewed it that way, for the record. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, I imagine Heather probably yeah. sitting here, like I was going through oh. struggles, but in our eyes, like yeah. just you being real was like yeah. a, that's what I think you yeah. mean is like you're a step above, and yeah. that like you were already not ashamed yeah. to just be like, here's Heather, and take it or leave it. Right. I don't really care. And we all kind of grew up in this culture where we're kind of on the outside of it Mm -hmm. and so Mm -hmm. my whole life I'm being told Shelby's so great but but that's hard that's hard on somebody to hear all of the time where you're like frick if I could only just like be this thing I didn't have that with these girls and that was like really the start of um I want to say my mental health journey like I started having things brought out where it's like oh that's that's an odd way to think of something. Like, why do you feel that way? But also, it wasn't just happening with me. It was happening with Heather. It was happening with Taylor. How dare you? So sorry. I was going to take notes. So sorry. (laughs) You know, so coming full around to, like, that question is, or, like, that's, like, when I felt safe with Taylor. She and I, I think, trauma bonded. But this time in our lives, like, where she's referencing, like, maybe a little bit of, like, for lack of a better word, like a falling out. And I think that like we just had to shed parts of our relationship that were working between the two of us. Um, Taylor and I, I think, had an interesting 
dynamic where I was able to show her all of me and all there were parts of me that weren't healthy and so I needed to shed those and now I don't I don't feel like we trauma bond in that way I don't mm. feel like there's like this yeah I remember there was times where it's like we would talk about we can't both be falling apart at the same time because <laughs> and like we yeah. were we got to a point where like like you said blind leading the blind I actually yeah. remember a time I was like struggling and I was like, okay, I'm going to reach out. I'm working on reaching out. I'm going to reach out to Shelby. So I asked if you could come over and you said yes. So I'm like planning on being very vulnerable. And then you open the door and you're sobbing. Oh, no. And then I'm like, okay, I, I can't fall apart right now. <laughs> and then I'm like Shoot. hugging you. Oh, and then no. I'm like, this was supposed to be my moment. I was going to be the one to cry. <laughs> but like I That's had so to sweet. at the time be, okay. It's not my time. Shelby's, we're both falling apart, but she was falling apart before she got into the door. So I'm going to let her <laughs> fall apart. But I think, yeah, we were teetering on this like edge of like, mm-hmm. we're both about to implode and like, our... yeah. Anyway, but it's just like, I think it's important that in your communities that you have, that you're kind of on the same level in a sense. Like, we all need to be healing. Like, mm-hmm. if you're not trying to heal, yeah. you're going to eventually. Mm-hmm weed yourself out Mm -hmm. yeah because and so i think yeah that's something that we all three have found is that absolutely we were like okay we're not perfect and yeah like we're falling apart right and left sometimes but yeah we weren't okay being there and we wanted to like and we wanted to get through it together we wanted to get through it together exactly and i love that you said that so something about this friendship specifically with um taylor and heather is when I come into this this job at Happy Sumo, this is right when my mom has been diagnosed with her disease. And I'm just going to say full disclosure, I did not handle that well when I was younger. It's still hard yeah. to handle. These girls, I would mention something, and it was like I wanted it to just be mm-hmm. quick, like a <laughs> – yeah, so, like, this thing is happening to me. And I just wanted to move on because mm-hmm. a lot of the times, in my experience, sometimes, like, you say a painful thing that's happening to you and people skirt by it. Mm-hmm. They don't want to hear it. They don't want to listen. That's so uncomfortable. It's I uncomfortable, don't know. yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to. Not mm-hmm. here, not with yeah. Heather, not with Taylor. <laughs> no, no. And that was, so it would be, like, I would say something and then it would be like, wait, hold on. What did you just say? Like, they just checked on me. They just made sure that, like, I was good. Um, Even when you didn't want us to. Because <laughs> there was a lot of times where checking on Shelby led to mad Shelby. But you just had to just had to keep hugging her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because at, my, at that point in my mental health is I was like, well, me talking about this won't change the outcome. Mm-hmm. So why would I talk about it? Yeah. And you didn't want to be, you didn't want to talk about it. It was, it was hard. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's like, no, you just said something really bad happened to your mom. You just went through like a very traumatic experience with your mom. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. No, like, let's hug. No, don't touch me. No, come here. Yeah. <laughs> and let's talk about it. And like, it took a while to get Shelby to be like, okay with talking about stuff that was hard. Yeah. I feel like Heather and I, that's something that comes pretty easy is like, oh yeah, we'll just yeah. be like, yeah, this happened. Yeah. Shelby had a harder time with that, so you had to... I had a little bit more learning to do. Yeah. <laughs> we had to drag her by her hair. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so I think that... But she, she, like, you're, like, totally different now in the sense that mm-hmm. now you're, like, yeah, you are way more open. Mm-hmm. And I think that was also important in keeping our friendships going is, like, you had to be willing to talk about your mom's disease. otherwise like how are we going to be friends when we can't be let into something so big and impactful so Mm -hmm. yeah that was something that I had to learn is because I was used to being the person who held space for other people and so she was mm -hmm. uncomfortable when people were holding space I was like Mm -hmm. I I mean I would be like oh I'm fine what about you we're not talking about me right now like we're you know and um yeah just giving me permission to grieve I think that that was important in our friendship too I think that we've kind of all held each other in some aspects of grief totally 
and yeah, that it feels good when when somebody lets you in and you're able to serve them. I think that it allows you to love them more and vice versa. Like yeah. allowing them to serve me, I think opened up a deeper level of our relationship for sure. Yeah. I think that's a human thing. And so when we all are showing up like perfect and everything's fine and nobody feels mm-hmm. connected or safe, mm-hmm. like it is through grief. It is through shared hard experiences that... And growth. Life mm-hmm. is hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Y- you know, if you're not going... If you haven't gone through hard things and you haven't experienced life, like how do you grow? Yeah. You know, how do you appreciate yeah. the good if you... Yeah. And my guess is everyone is... Everyone is going through hard things. Yeah. Everyone. It's just, are you being real about that with the people that you want in your life? Because yeah. those are the ones that are going to stick around. Close friendships are truly a gift. 100%. Like, it's truly a gift. Like, it's a gift for I you. I would say guys. a responsibility. Ooh, Wouldn't okay. You? Tell me more. Yes. I would say a close friendship is a responsibility. Because, like, a gift you're, like, given and it's, you can take it for granted because yeah. it's given to you. But... Like, what we're talking about is there are these things that you have, there's these things that have to be present in a friendship in order for it to remain a close friendship. Yeah. And those things take work on everyone's end. On so, everyone's yeah, end. it's like, I can be holding yeah. space. That's great. Is Shelby accepting it? Does Shelby hold space for me? Does Heather hold space? And so I have a responsibility in these friendships that are important to do these things. Yeah. To show up authentically, to hold space you know, to allow for grief. Yeah. And I, I will say with like, you know, with my close friends, I kind of let go of expectations. Yeah. Like I know that we're good friends. And when you're doing well mentally and you're thriving, you're going to probably be there for mm-hmm. me a little bit more mm-hmm. and vice, vice versa. Yeah. 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 If, yeah. if I'm going through a hard time, I'm probably not going to be reaching out to you. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, you know, and I, and I think that's also very important. It's like, I know they love me and yeah. I know they would never say a bad word about me and I'll cut you if you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. It's just I, I I don't expect anything from them, but I do love to give, mm-hmm. and and therefore I a lot of the time I get that in return. Yeah. Something mm. else I would say, because I can like I can say this for both is asking for being uh, willing to ask for help. Mm. So sometimes in friendships, yep. like there's people I love and like love to chat with, but I don't feel comfortable or like wouldn't reach out and be like, hey. Mm-hmm. but you both like I remember like Heather would be like hey I need a ride here I'm like totally I'm like I'm so glad she asked and I don't know if in my head if I was Heather I would feel like oh I don't yeah. I can't ask that person for a ride it's mm. like such a burden but like that gave me an opportunity to further bond with Heather was yeah. like driving you to your lash appointment or your hair appointment back then I couldn't try, I couldn't try. <laughs> like, you know, like, <laughs> a little tidbit of, about my life so there was a lot of opportunity yeah. to help Heather because there was so many opportunities <laughs> <laughs> but like seriously like I loved that she asked me I felt honored I'm like oh yeah yes I will drive you and yeah. like Shelby and I have been the same way like Shelby's like I need I need to talk to you or hey I need this and mm-hmm. like and so I think that's another part of a close friendship is that it's important that you feel like you can ask mm-hmm. and that those friends respond when they can, right? Obviously, like, I'm not saying you have to always drop everything, but yeah, I think that was another thing that yeah. has helped and me I, bond I with you think... girls is helping you. You yeah. let me help you and mm-hmm. that made yeah. me feel really needed and yeah. Well, yeah. that was a big part of it and, and I'm still like... You know, I did back then, I did need a lot of help. I did need, mm-hmm. like I said, I was building from ground zero. Yes. And the people that I could be vulnerable with. Yeah. Because again, I didn't really have a choice. And it was like, you can be there for me or not. But the fact that they were there for me always, constantly, we have this friendship today. Yeah. And, and it's, we've further nurtured it and, yeah, I just really think that that's why we are here because we needed different things. Mm-hmm. I needed a ride. Shelby, <laughs> Shelby, Shelby needed, needed a hug. Shelby needed Shelby a hug. Needed a hug. <laughs> 
I need to know if like I plucked my eyebrows okay. Yeah. And, like, I do. Yeah. I do remember one time getting my eyebrows like I used a pencil for the first time, and I was like, you needed to learn certain Heather. techniques as well. No, it's just like, oh yeah, yes. We're not gonna go into that, but yeah, like I'm a much better lover because of Shelly. <laughs> But yeah, I think being willing to ask your friends for help and then uh, having friends that will respond yeah. if they can't, like as much as they can. Probably you were alluding to it, but I'm, maybe there's other times. You were like alluding to that day that like after we had done those workouts that like weren't required that just you and a few people wanted to go to. And I had gone through, I don't even remember like what I had struggled with. Wait, we can cut this, but can I tell you what you were going through? We don't have to through? cut. Oh, no, I know. Okay, now I'm kind of, I don't remember specifically what it was, but I do remember that I had experienced some, like, suicidal, mm. like, thoughts, maybe attempts. I don't remember at the time. And and maybe this is, Shelby already said this about herself. She's really good at getting you to open up. I don't know what mm-hmm. voodoo magic she does. <laughs> I, like was just open about that in like we were just talking after practice I think right Mm -hmm. and I think I just opened up about some like suicidal thoughts I had had or experienced or had gone through and like that's a pretty big thing to to share with somebody and then hope and trust that they're not going to Say something or, like, then think you're a crazy person. Or use it against you. Use it against yeah. you. And she, like, her response was just not what I expected. Like, she, like, cried. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I started bawling. Like, and I'm like, whoa, whoa. You don't have to cry. Like, even mm-hmm. my own, like, I don't know, mom. Not my mom. I'm just saying, like, no one cried. No one has cried about that. Like, I don't even think I gave myself permission to cry about that. But yeah. she was, like really heartbroken that I had struggled with that or thought about doing that yeah and that was when I was like oh Shelby cares about me (laughs) like and so I think that was like one defining moment was like Shelby crying because of something that I didn't even allow myself to cry about yeah like oh that is a big deal like maybe I should be sad about that and then from there it's just like it's experiences like that again and again with Shelby of her being like really feeling for you yeah so here's the thing friendships and community are literally life-saving yes totally legit life-saving mm-hmm. for me it was yeah. and this is something that we've all kind of learned later mm-hmm. like coming out the other side like whoa that was kind of important that would have been nice earlier to know. yeah <laughs> yeah so how do we change the game how do we do that or how do we teach them that is that what you're saying how do we how do they start younger so they're not like Mm. in their going into their 30s like damn i could have used a friend well i think it starts with number one just those conversations yeah Yeah. i was just about to say we don't even learn about friendships like Mm -mm. i never remember being taught about friendships I feel like in my 20s, I was totally blindsided. Totally. Mm-hmm. I think you're so to, right. We don't to talk the about fact, it. Yeah, we don't talk about it. I was totally blindsided how, like, catty women can be. Yes. And, and how cutthroat and how mean. Mm-hmm. And and that was a shock to me. And I, I didn't totally understand it. I'm not saying I haven't done that. Um, it's not generally just in my nature. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a little niece, Stella. Mm-hmm. And I like Stella. to think that we're... Little soul sisters. She's yes. got my same personality. Yeah. She's very, very sweet and very sensitive. Mm-hmm. So you're um, saying you're sweet and sensitive. <laughs> I was at one point. <laughs> um, but that can work against you. It can. Yeah. And totally. I, I think that, and you also, you lead by example. You know, if as a mother or as an aunt, mm-hmm. you have strong bonds, and you yeah. you talk about those things, and you and you show up through example, and you mm-hmm. tell them, you know, that women can be your greatest asset, yeah. and that they don't need to be competition, mm-hmm. and you you can support each other, and you can lift each other up, and I think if you you know start talking about that early on at the roots 
I think it can grow and flourish and yeah um yeah I, I I do think that open communication I think it's more than that but I think that's a good start and I think she what other was also saying um that I am thinking about is showing it right so mm. not just showing how to maintain a friendship although that would be important like I want to make sure Zuri sees me taking mm-hmm. time for to yourself spend time with Shelby and, mm-hmm. yeah. and Heather yeah. and but then also how are we talking about people Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I think that that, Ooh. and mm-hmm. not just women, but like just in general, like absolutely, how are am we I? Gossiping? Yeah, like what am I doing at the dinner table? Are we judging? Or when right. you see yes. someone on the TV, what are your remarks that you're saying absolutely. about them? Like, absolutely. what are you? And so I think yes. even though that yeah. seems it's a really broad thing that is helpful for more than just friendships, I think that can help the, these little people <laughs> to see people differently. And when you yeah. see people differently, you see them more empathetically you are more likely to create meaningful relationships with people when you're not busy judging, right? And I I think your own body image, totally. Mm -hmm. Like the way you see yourself, the way you love yourself is is what they see and Mm -hmm. and what they emulate. And I I think that's very important. Boundaries, Mm -hmm. teaching this generation to have boundaries and friendships so Mm -hmm. that they can be healthy friendships. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Friendships that drain me. Yeah. And I think that was, like, maybe one thing as I'm listening to you guys share your story. That's, like, the thing that I'm like, oh, Heather, I see what you did. You showed them somehow, I don't know how, but somehow you knew inside of you you were good enough. Mm-hmm. And, the, and you knew, like, okay, I am worthy of the life I desire. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you knew that, but you knew that. And, like, when these younger girls mm-hmm. saw that, they're like, I want that too. Mm-hmm. And so I think – yeah, being able to teach our our younger children that like, hey, like self love and self acceptance, teaching them that so that That's as they kind of where it starts. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I exactly. Mean, yeah, you're right. It's, it's like kind of like the foundation. Yeah. Piece. It, absolutely. Then they're like, not if, so if scared you, to show up, right? Because like, and and they it's have okay those boundaries. Like, yes. Because they have self love and self respect, and yes, and they know their boundaries and they know what they can they yeah. can provide and what they well, can't they can't. no sorry but Ooh. would you agree that so much of your life is not knowing those boundaries yes is not knowing where not where that boundaries. where do you learn that what yeah. high school class exactly. yeah exactly, exactly. like what boundaries you... 101 yes and girls especially learn the opposite mm-hmm. you are valuable to society when, when you we give don't have boundaries. everything you have yep. mm-hmm. and you please me you make yeah. me happy mm-hmm. you do all the things mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. even even to each other like mm-hmm. we do that Absolutely. to each other yeah mm-hmm. We kind of talked about it, like, how do you talk about people? This idea of, like, yeah. not judging. Mm-hmm. Because, like, if you want to be in a friendship that is safe yeah. and you can show up authentically, you also have to be willing to accept people authentically. Yes. And I don't think we teach people that. Mm-hmm. I think we grow up really kind of shallow and, you know, we hear mm. our parents and friends and talking about other people because of something they did or, oh, that person does X and that's mm-hmm. bad. That's a bad person. Because I'm not going to lie. I grew up. And I was taught, if you're addicted to medication, like, you're not a good person. So yeah. Heather mm-hmm. is not a good person. Like, yeah. are you kidding me? She's the best. And so, but we are taught these things at yeah. such a young age. And yeah. it maybe comes from organized religion, but it also just comes from society. It culture, comes from our yeah. parents' culture. Mm-hmm. It comes from a bunch of different things. So I think something we can do with the younger generation is just, like, helping them to see that, like, see humans for for who they are and Mm. that like yes you know this person this person is making a choice that I wouldn't make but like like they're still a person worthy of love and respect Mm. or like this person is making a choice that I wouldn't make in my current situation with all my given resources right now right exactly you have to be able to put yourself in my my initial reaction when when somebody is going through a really hard time it's like you know, or they've made a decision, that, yeah. right? They just got a DUI or whatever it is. It's like, <laughs> it's like, what do you need? What is going on in your life yeah. that you are lacking? Mm-hmm. That, that, that allowed you, you to be in that allowed situation. you to, to be here because you need to be supported, yeah. right? And you, you need, need to be loved. Yeah, yeah. And and I can assure you that somebody that was thriving and happy. And happy with themselves wouldn't maybe probably wouldn't be there. Yeah. Mm. 
So this kind of blows my mind. So it's like the best thing for this upcoming generation is for us to love and accept ourselves. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. It always starts with yourself. Yeah. Where else does it start? It starts with you. It's like what, like I can't make you be someone else, but I can be my best self and I, and I can love Mm. myself and love myself without judgment. Mm-hmm. And, and when you do that, you don't even know it, but you're changing it. You're giving people. permission totally. to yeah. other yes. people. It, yes. I love you, Taylor. I love you, Heather. <laughs> Did you hear that? Were you, what, what was that? That was a kiss. <laughs> <laughs> We just want to share a big thank you to everybody who helped make this episode possible. From the bottom of our hearts, thank you. Drop into our DMs. You can find us on Instagram at I totally relate pod. Or you can share your feedback and insights with us at I totally relate pod at gmail.com. We totally want to get to know you. See you next time. Peace out. Like I was standing on my own two feet and yeah. I wanted People I wanted these girls to see that and and to know that they, they can do, do that too. too. Yeah, mm-hmm. you don't need people mm-hmm. to tell you who and what you are, and that today you look pretty and this day you don't. And yeah, like and and, and with men especially, I remember being very hard on my girlfriends. I and in fact, it got me in trouble a lot. But I was just. I would always be like, what are you doing? Oh, yeah. for sure. You, you do, do not oh. need yeah, you do yeah. not need this person mm-hmm. in your life. You have so many people that love you and care about you and you are enough. And like I, I just and I was very vocal about it because I through experience I knew where yeah. where those relationships take you. And yes. I, and I felt like I wasted so much time learning those things. And it was just like, no, I was actually fine the whole time. I was I was good enough the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. And had I had that community and that support to tell mm, you that to tell me that, I feel like it would have been a bit different. Yeah. And so do you think that maybe like you had a drive to provide something different than what you had? Is that like what was your driving Absolutely. force? Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm, yeah.